Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box Conversations. I'm with Amber Butler, and Amber, it is, it's so good to see you. I feel like, how long has it been? A couple months since I've seen you? Last? Yes, I think it was right before Christmas, or in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had a great episode of the Mid-Level Show, uh, talking about the holiday blues, actually, and which is interesting because just the other day, it turned March, and all of a sudden, I could feel my mood lifted. Yes. Everything about March just you know, felt good. Yes. Are you feeling that? The birds singing this morning. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's amazing what hearing birds in the morning will do for you mentally. <laughs> and, and like it turned 536 and it's still like quasi yes. light outside. Yes. You can go for a walk. There's so many good things about March. It's wonderful. Spring, yes, is on its way. So, you know, another great thing about March is that we get to have Amber on the show and I want to talk about what you're going through right now because I really, I really think it can help a lot of people. Uh, we are in a a new normal, and with you know we're uh, hopefully towards the end of the pandemic, but it seems that you know things are going to be different from here on out. And uh, and you're going through a pregnancy right now, and and I want to talk about that because I know uh, I've had friends who have had babies during this time and. Why don't you just kind of share what the experience has been like, you know, kind of in this COVID world mm -hmm. of going through a pregnancy? That's really great, Ben. Well, and another great thing about March is that it brought me one month closer to delivery. <laughs> so I'm due May 5th here in about, you know, eight or nine weeks earlier, Lord willing, I'm be fine with that. Um, and, you know, and I actually called the hospital this morning. There's lots of different things. This is our fourth. And so, um, and every pregnancy is unique. Every delivery is unique. But in a COVID world that we're in now, it's extremely unique to the extreme very different um you know up to this point m you know my husband had always gone with me to ultrasounds well you know that's sure. not really allowed we can facetime uh you know no kids come to the ultrasounds during these um prenatal um office visits um the hospital situation which is ever evolving and as you said improving um my when my sister-in-law delivered last april i'm sorry last may um it was in the height right. of everything. So literally right. only my brother was in the room. Um, their baby was, uh, had to go to NICU, a different hospital and like, you know, masks everywhere. And just, it was extremely, um, what was different. that stressful on them? Absolutely. Cause, Cause I think, you know, th that time was, there was so much unknown Yes. and, uh, and at least now there's more that we know it's yes. still, it's still a situation. Um, but I can imagine, you know, in 2020 that that be, there was a lot of 2020 babies. Like yes. there was a, a, a lot of fear, I'm sure. And yeah. I'm, everything went well, I'm assuming. Everything went well. The baby yeah. did have to go to the NICU. So they were in separate hospitals, but no one could go be with Lily because, yep. you know, her one person was my brother. So he was kind of split between the two. We didn't get to hold the baby for like a month. Um, just even though the baby went home after a couple of weeks, it was just that fear of the unknown. What was, could the mother see the baby when she could, okay. once she had okay. recovered, uh, she had had a C-section. So she recovered and was able, and that is one positive thing. The hospital has been able to get patients out a little bit quicker, as long as mom is doing well, you know, to get them with baby, get them home with their other kids. Yeah. Um, when I called Indian path will be where I deliver this baby. Yeah. 
Lord willing, our second son was born unexpectedly in our bathroom. So that is not the plan. That is a a performance medicine story for the ages. Uh, (laughs) If you've ever worked at performance medicine, you know this story. It's it's, it's legendary. Yeah, it is. But so in the empath, I called them today and, you know, they're um, the hospital experience as a patient, whether you're expecting, whether you're getting an elective surgery. I see this as kind of, it's kind of like an elective surgery in some ways you know you have an anticipated time I mean you know it's not a surgery but you you don't you're expecting to go to the hospital yes, yes. and so just like a patient with an elective surgery yeah um you know you can have that now you can have two visitors so in in the actual labor okay. and delivery um where and and they can interchange um I did ask I'm like do I have to wear a mask during labor because can you imagine that I can't no I, you don't need to no then. uh no but uh you don't have to do that you do have to wear masks walking in the hallways and of course, any visitors have to wear masks. And um, I, I just, I'm a little concerned at the added stress in these environments, okay. whether it be labor. Um, I, I think we'll be fine. You know, this isn't our first rodeo, but first time labor patients coming in, they can't, their family can't come they, to see them even afterwards. You know, oh, it's just, sure. You know, they can have like that Like having one. a mother there or, yes. or having a father or a husband. Yes. Yeah, totally. And, and then the added stress of the masks, you know, you making sure you have your mask on in the hall or making sure you have this. And, um, it's just, it's really unusual times that I do think are getting the screenings before anybody comes in or before you come in, you're sitting there in labor and you've got to go through the COVID screening. You know, yeah. I just can't wait to do that personally, <laughs> but, um, that's the world we live in and just yeah. trying to navigate that is interesting. So, uh, you know, what, what's the feelings like with this one versus mm-hmm. the previous, like, is it. Are all your your stuff kind of yours focused on the the COVID type stuff and and trying to get through that, or is it different? Like, what's your what's your your mind space like right now? Well, I'm um you know want to be focused on labor. You know, sure. I'm, I'm like I have a tiger. This is our fourth and final <laughs> last hurrah. So I'm I'm excited about that and it coming. I'm I'm a little um, concerned just about how it's all going to play out and only having those two visitors. This will be the first time our kids aren't able to come see me at the hospital. This yep. will be the longest I'm away from them okay. ever in their lives um, because they won't see me at any point. It'll be like mommy leaves and then mommy comes home with a baby right. instead of experiencing that hospital time. Will our, our kids resilient? Yes. Will they be fine? Absolutely. So, yeah. and I, and I have faith that, you know, God will provide what we need all during that time. Yeah. So it'll be okay. So, y- you know, you mentioned stress and, you know, obviously immune systems are, are, um, top of mind for everybody. Are you thinking about, um, supplementation? Are you thinking about, um, is it prenatal vitamins? Mm-hmm. Is that the correct terminology? Mm-hmm. What What's your thought process like with that to keep yourself healthy, keep baby healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, you know, immune system is just such a, it's a hot topic mm-hmm. and I, I hope it is for, you know, the rest of time, mm-hmm. you know, because we're starting to learn uh, how important keeping a strong immune system is. It is. Isn't that great? Because Dr. Rogers has been saying that forever. And now we've just seen and we have clinical evidence and clinical benefits of the not only the way that you recover, the way you handle COVID, recover during COVID, but even 
almost like a, I don't want to say immunity, but a, 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 a resilience, sure. you know, in yep. your, in your body with your own immune system. So, so my whole family is, we're supplementing the kids as well. Um, they, they take, you know, a, basically it's a gummy vitamin, which, you know, for kids, it's something, you know, and we try to get outside for our vitamin D since that's been such an important, there's been such a link to success rates when patients have higher vitamin D levels with COVID. Um, Scott and myself are taking the vitamin D, vitamin C, um, he's taking zinc. I was, a uh, being pregnant, yeah. I, my zinc is in my prenatal. I, I am not, I don't necessarily think it would hurt me, but it's not recommended for me to take over 20 milligrams. So okay. that's the biggest thing, um, there and just, and we've all done really well so far. I mean, and we haven't had any exposure level to this point. So going through the hospital, we'll see how that goes. Quick side note. When I was a kid, and I'm sure when you were a kid, were you, we didn't totally take vitamins. We did take Flintstones. Do yes. You, was you, are you a Flintstone? I'm a Flintstone. Okay. And these are equivalent. <laughs> They're just the gummy instead of the chalky. I, but it, I like the chalky ones. You know, I, I think, you know, raising kids today versus, you know, when we were growing up, I do think, you know, a, a strong supplement plan is going to be you know, a little bit different, you know, I'm sure the way your parents, you know, treated you is going to be a little different than the way you treat your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, just based on what we know now and what we simply didn't know then. But, uh, uh, part of my childhood, I I remember Flintstones like it was yesterday. Oh yes. They tasted good. So good. Everything about them was great. I did Flintstones during one of my pregnancies instead of prenatals because I could not, (laughs) I was so sick with the prenatals and then he was like, just take a Flintstone. (laughs) Just get a Flintstone vibe. It'll be fine. But you know, on that note about kids, think about how this is, and this is one of the concerns. My kids are all five and under, so no one's in in kindergarten or anything yet, but how this like even whether it's their supplement regimen, they're used to, you know, taking their vitamins in the morning or, um, you know, just all this, this, I hope it's not a new normal, but like, I'm very concerned about the stress on our kids. Like when, if Elizabeth, when she goes to kindergarten or masks going to be what she is, her new normal, like seeing all her friends at a six feet distance apart and not just because this, the thing is this virus, it's been shown. They are one of the least risk categories, children, right? And honestly, I, even on the news last night, they are not a high-risk trans transporter of the virus either. So yeah. that's the thing is, uh, you know, we got to start, embra- I'm hoping as a nation and we start embracing this uh, new knowledge and understanding and lifting some of these restrictions because living in this kind of stress and fear and masks everywhere and no one, you know, this int- not non-personal yeah. society, yep. it has lasting repercussions. And our kids, just as you said about the supplementation, they're going to be the ones that you see this impact and how is it going to change society in the future? Totally. And I think there's, there's two different sides to this. So I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, a lot of the hygiene stuff I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the supplementation stuff is great. I mm-hmm. think, you know, you're probably super conscious about what your kids eat. Like, I think that's great. Well, <laughs> Bless you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing great. I, yeah. I'm sure you're doing amazing with that. But like, I think that sort of awareness is really good. Um, what I'm you know, worried about, even you notice it with yourself, like um, the hesitation you have with, you know, connecting with people mm-hmm. and, and getting close to people. And, and I'm sure you know, kids are, are feeling the same things, maybe even more so because, you know, they don't know the stuff that the, I might have done research on or whatever. They just see what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just a really interesting, uh, interesting environment where I'm hoping that we get back to, you know, where, where we don't fear, fear people, yeah. you know, because I think the hygiene part is great. 
but but man like you know not wanting to be around people and you know being concerned about you know seeing people you love yes. and even the way you interact with them is yes. different mm-hmm. you know have you thought like in terms of your kids have you noticed anything out of curiosity with your kids well we're all we're young so that we're sure. not in these like our um activities we you know we go to church they're in gymnastics and i try to keep that as normal as possible i try not to make them wear masks unless they or have to, you know, sure. where they're wherever we're going. Like when we go to Dollywood, they wear ma- their masks. Yeah, but I want I, I'm really trying hard to to prevent them from being, I guess, um, which as we just said about the hospital, kids are resilient, so oh, yeah. you know they're able to to bounce back from this. But um, but I do think that in those social environments, it when it, even at the playground, when other kids are wearing masks, it's just kind of like okay, this is. So I, but, but my kids at this point, because they're so young, they're still very friendly and I don't think they really get the full concept of social distancing yet or anything. I I wonder if, you know, you know, kids who are in middle school or high school, you know, say, you know, there's a little more awareness there as far as what's going Mm -hmm. on. If, if that's affected the way they interact with people versus, you know, kids your age, like you said, are super young and, you know, maybe not you, they probably won't remember as much as say a, a 13 year old yeah. will it's just an interesting type thing it is but um i want to get back to it because i know i want to be a respect for your time um what are you doing to stay healthy right now let's like what are you doing mm-hmm. uh to keep stress levels down to keep your immune system strong mm-hmm. won't you i think because it, it's a, a super interesting time mm-hmm. and i think you can uh give a lot of value here oh well i don't know well i'm uh supplementation and exercise you know we've talked about that and I've been very blessed to be able to exercise during pregnancy there was a a small scare around November where I had this small placental bleed so it was almost like not full bed rest but no lifting kids no exercise and that was a very stressful time sure um so now that everything's fine and I'm able to exercise again that's just such a blessing and I really do think that those those things and diet is important as well um you know we we eat home a lot because our kids are so young um and so you know that but I think just in that getting in that like we have a very consistent environment you know not that every day is the same but like a routine and a structure that gives you know certain peace and uh, of the day so um so that's kind of been bad and being outside now that it's sunny I mean you know I'm I try if the sun is out like and it's even if even in the high 40s we we're like get our jackets on <laughs> let's go kids and just have a, some portion of the day where they're outside feeling that sun being active those kinds of things actually i i, I didn't expect you to say the routine thing mm-hmm. and as soon as you said it i was like man that's a big deal mm-hmm. you know like getting into some sort of routine some sort of uh schedule i'm i'm finding a lot of value in that in my own life just with with different things not not just mm-hmm. food necessarily yes. but having Having a schedule sticking to it, uh, sticking to it is like there's there's a lot of value in that, yes. just in the way you feel. Structure gives you uh, a certain peace. Now it ha- now obviously flexibility yes. is good too. So yes. I can be almost too structured, and it's like okay, no, we you know we've done this part of our day. We've been doing some at home preschool lessons, so that's been a blast with the three that are five, three, and one. <laughs> but uh, but you know it's just it, like okay, let's go outside and let's do this, and just having some flexibility, but also maintaining because kids need that structure just like we need that structure in our in our lives to give us you know that I guess it's it's goes back to that little feeling of control like okay you know we can manage this so is that what you know I know just from knowing you that that exercise is a big way that you Mm -hmm. manage stress is 
you know, scheduling and routine is that another part of that yes, yes. absolutely yeah yes my husband's like yes <laughs> but but it's all but it's also learning to be flexible in that especially in yeah. in these times you know this is just I see this upcoming pregnancy as an opportunity to you know trust the Lord with the unknowns the things yep. that I can't control about what's going to happen when we go in there and and we'll go from there can I come when when I do have the baby and just like bring him on the show and just, I, that'd be awesome. Honestly, we'll talk about the labor and delivery experience. I I would love that, <laughs> and I know everybody everybody watching would love that as well. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and mark that down. Um, and, and you know another interesting thing that I just want to piggyback on is is I find that there's a lot of freedom within the structure. So like just by creating structure, you also create freedom for yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a it's like a contradiction. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's super conflicting. You would think that, oh, if I had nothing on my calendar and, you know, just okay to do whatever all day long, that you would feel all this freedom. freedom. But what I found is, you know, the more structured I am, the more flexible I, I, I'm, I allow myself to be. I get a lot of happiness out of structure. That's exactly right, man. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> it's an because oxymoron. you don't think like rigid and flexible or structure and flexibility, but they really do go together and yeah. it really it really works. Well, I just want to say, Amber, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for being on Outside the Box. Uh, you're in an outside the box pregnancy and I'm I cannot wait to meet this baby. And I cannot wait for them to be on the show. Oh, me too. (laughs) He's going to be awesome. (laughs) uh, We will certainly have you in our thoughts and prayers as you go through the next Thank you. Thanks, Amber. Guys, this has been Outside the Box Conversations. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.